Welcome to another episode of the Origins Podcast. I am Sean Hamill with Art of Dental Marketing. I have uh, my friend Sean Zayas on today with Zana with in Innovation in Dentistry. Did I say it right? I always want to say yeah. Innovators, but it's Innovation. Yeah, you innovation said Innovation in Dentistry. Okay, awesome. Uh, Sean, thank you for being here. You obviously are a successful podcaster. We were just kind of reminiscing and joking about how we've known each other for a while. Um, I think you reached out about Zana back in the day and then COVID happened and I kind of, you know, we lost touch with everybody. We all kind of ran to clubhouse and virtually hung out there for months. Um, but, you know, I noticed that you were doing your podcast and then we have the Origins podcast launching. Uh, you and I know so many of the same people. And I was genuinely curious how you got started uh, doing what you're doing. And so thank you for being on Origins. I'm excited to hear your story. Well, Sean, thank you for having me. Uh, it does feel different to be interviewed. Uh, Even though we less... can remember yeah. who's, who was doing what show today. That's true. Coming down the pipeline, uh, I will be interviewing you, Sean, and I'm excited about that. Um, Absolutely. Me too. You, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, um, I've never felt like I was an entrepreneur. Um, early on in high school, I got some like business award and as a freshman doing some like a uh, cyber biz thing where, uh, just an economics class, you know, we, we had to do some mock, you know, are we going to invest in R and D? Are we going to invest in marketing? You know, whatever it was. And I won for the, the school, my team won and I was leading it. And then we ended up going to the state level and we won the whole competition. So I know, you know, my dad's been an entrepreneur his whole life. Um, you know, like one of the, the best stories is I was playing a video game, like Grand uh, Grand Turismo. And he walks I in. I thought you were gonna say Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I know, no, I know. <laughs> uh Grand Turismo. And he walks in and he's like, Sean, is is that a real car? And I'm like, well, <laughs> like I'm playing a video game. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, is that a car that's actually in production? And I'm like, yeah, it's a it's an Opel Speedster, um, which was only in Germany or Europe at the time. And he's like, oh my gosh, okay. So he literally writes to Opal and asks to get exclusive distributorship rights in the United States in certain areas. Um, and for anyone that's been in the United States the last 15 years or 20 years knows it didn't work. <laughs> Opal is not here. But the fact that he would think that way, um, I know he made such a big impact on me. You know, he, he's still alive. Um, we still work together in certain capacities. And he's just, he's such an inspiration. He's always believed in me. Um, but he went from Eminem Mars, Sean, being like mm -hmm. an executive there, to leaving that and starting his own dental supply company. Um, so as a 14-year-old, I'm walking around Chicago midwinter, and I'm thinking, well, A, the discus dentist, dental girls were really pretty. They're blonde. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, <laughs> they're pretty. And B, why is there so much candy at these dental shows? Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess I kind of got thrust into the world of... Uh, small business. I wouldn't say entrepreneurship. And, you know, I, I went off to college and, and met an amazing woman that I fell in love with. And I really thought I'd go straight into ministry. Um, mm -hmm. That was kind of just where my heart was at. It's um, what I kind of felt called to. And my dad's like, well, yeah, but like, Sean, like you have a family, you want to start a family, like, how are you going to provide for them? Um, and it was something that as I was like, praying about it, I was like, you know what? I, I understand the whole like cultural, uh, idea that you got to blaze your own trail, live your own life. But there's also something so beautiful about honoring your father and your mother. Mm -hmm. And my dad had built this, this company that wasn't huge, but it was doing a great job. 
And I was like, wow, this is a really beautiful opportunity for me to work with him and, and learn from him. And right away, he did the one thing he knew how to do, which was, hey, Sean, um, why don't you be a salesperson for, <laughs> for the company? You can have your own territory. And if you read between the lines, Sean, you know, as any good boss, you understand that means you can pay me less with the, mm -hmm. <laughs> with the hope that I have my destiny in my hands and I can get all these commissions. Well, I, I didn't like sales. Um, I didn't like getting rejected. I didn't like uh, being viewed as a solicitor. So I literally just found all these reasons to learn other things so I could provide more value. So I taught myself design. Uh, I started nice. teaching myself coding and then I was like, okay, this is not a strength of mine. Uh, I started teaching myself marketing. And then finally I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be an owner someday, I might as well just start acting like I'm an owner right now. If this was my mm -hmm. company, what would I do? And I just started taking on owner's mentality and together my dad and I started a new company at that time. Um, and I learned a lot by, by bombing it. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like a take on Tom's shoes, um, but for dental and it didn't work, but I learned a lot. And, you know, what, three, four years ago, I ended up starting Zana and my dad is pretty much the investor, you could say. Um, so he's believed in me. He's believed in the, the vision of the company. Uh, and I've had a really great time, Sean, because I've been in dentistry this whole time, but I felt very, um, I don't know. Let's say I was not very empowered when I wasn't connected to the people of dentistry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not one of those guys that just likes being uh, in, in the boardroom and coming up with strategies and ideas. I actually want to know that what I'm doing is helping real people. Like it, it's solving a real problem. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so monologuing here. <laughs> like, no, should I just no, stop no, no. So you could... <laughs> no, no, this is, it's all about your origin story. And I love it because I was curious. Well, number one, how your dad decided to get into dental because it's so unique. But it's funny how many people that I meet and consider friends in this industry that have that ministry background. So like Shad Treadway and Brian Hunter with Rhino Guys, who are going to be on here in a few episodes, um, they have that background, too. And it's just it's funny how many people in dental have that calling. And and uh, I, I, I guess it's just maybe it's the the way that this industry is where it is big, but it's little and it, it is very. I mean, there's, you know, there's all the dynamics of a family in dental, like dental really does feel like a family, especially when you get plugged into it. But there's just there's so many really good people in this niche that have crazy stories of how they got into it. Like you and I are so similar. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur it wasn't even on my radar. When I started in dental marketing, I sucked. I was horrible at it for a while because you have to really learn the industry. Um, you have to learn why people choose dentistry and it really has very little to do with dentistry and I don't want to get on a marketing tangent but I mean so many people that are in dental and that are successful are I mean they fumbled and fell and went through unbelievable grief at, at some points with some of the stories that have even been shared on here uh, just to see and that's part of why I wanted to start this podcast because everybody has these unique stories and we all hang out at the conventions and you know we're in the hotel lobby at midnight and we're having these conversations and learning about each other but just the hope and stuff that they give especially like young entrepreneurs and people in the space that think that if they're in a low point or that they're maybe it's not working out the way that they thought it would that they're a failure or they're never going to make it in dentistry uh so no i mean please by all means like your story is very very unique i would love to know how your dad decided to go from m&ms to 
dental. Maybe it's like the cause and effect thing. Maybe he felt bad for what he was doing to people's teeth. He, he, he jokes about that, that he's in the redemptive side of his life. Um, gotcha. But what happened is he was doing consulting and he was, um, since, since he worked at MMRs, he was familiar with retail um, mm -hmm. because he had all these retail accounts. And he was talking to one of the retailers um, consulting um, from one of the products that he was uh, representing. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have any space for that product. All we have space for is toothbrushes. So that just got him thinking toothbrushes like, huh? So he just started researching the toothbrush market a little bit. And he discovered that dentists had to pay for the toothbrushes they handed out which sounds like common sense, but to a marketer, that's not necessarily common sense because he kind of thought like Oral-B was like, yay, like you, you guys hand out my manual brushes, you know, um, Colgate. And then when they want another one, they'll come back and buy it from, from you know, the store or maybe they'll get the toothpaste. Um, so he didn't realize how much they had to pay. And when he found out how much they had to pay, he literally went to Schiffer, uh, which was a German-based uh, manufacturer. And at the time they had a operation out of Agawam, Mass. And he went to them and he said, hey, um, do you have any molds or any brushes that you're not using right now in the U.S. that I can offer to the, the dental market? And he told them what his plan was. And they literally gave him one adult brush and one kid's brush and gave him like, I don't know, 10,000 of them for samples. And he went to his first show at Yankee Dental and put up a, you know, got a booth and just started selling toothbrushes <laughs> to dental offices. Um, and as a salesperson, Sean, I remember I'd go to my dad and I'm like, dad, like, I just, I love knowing the ins and outs. I, I want to know the, the blueprint on selling. I want to know the manual, like teach me and I'll, I'll study it. And my dad would just go, well, Sean, um, you need to believe in your product. And really everything else will work itself out if you believe in your product. And I realized it wasn't that I didn't believe in the product. It's that the conversation I didn't think was worth having. I didn't want to have the conversation with someone, hey, you can save 15 cents on a manual toothbrush. So this might help listeners as I was um, realizing, hey, you know, I'm creative. Um, you know, I have other giftings and strengths. I'm thinking about what kind of business would I want to have in this space? And I really engineered that from what conversation do I want to have with the dentist? What problems do they have that I would like to solve? Well, some of my friends were staying up at night wondering what patients are coming back. You know, um, they had anxiety over, is their practice as good as the practice down the street as far as keeping patients? You know, am I going to have loyal patients? Am I going to be able to keep patients? Am I giving patients an amazing experience? Can I consistently, sustainably, and predictably grow my practice? These are the things they're worried about, not <laughs> what you know, am I saving money on a uh, manual brush or what electric toothbrush am I offering? Those weren't things that were keeping them up at night. Mm -hmm. um, so my, my company prior to Zana was called Roots Cause. And during that time, um, my mom contracted lymphoma. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever thought like life was just going great and the sun is shining, you know, I have this beautiful wife and five kids and, and life just seems to be wonderful. Um, my my mom worked for my dad. Um, she was pretty much the whole heart of the company. You know, I, I'd be working and she'd come in late and just be this like, um, just bundle of joy. And she'd put her hand on my, my back and, hey, Sean, how you doing? You know, and all of a sudden you find out she's got cancer. And it was just like, 
you try not to go to worst case scenario, but it's it's there. And she battled for four years um, until she, you know, ended up losing that fight. But it was like, um, it just sent like shockwaves. So I just started Zana probably a few months before she passed. And in, in, the, in the wake of everything happening, she passed away on a Friday. And Monday, I was right back into work simply because I knew my dad wasn't going to be. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, he was reeling. His life was upside down. All of us were in pain, but I, I knew, obviously, I wanted to be strong for, for my dad. And I just remember being back at work and just being like, okay, like, what, what, do, I, what do I do with this? Like, my mom wouldn't want her passing to be something that took me out, that made it so that my life was, was harder, that my life was like depressing now. She would want me to somehow imbue my life with meaning, greater meaning, greater zest, greater passion. Um, because of everything she had taught me, because of all the seeds that she had sown into me. Um, so yeah, I ended up, you know, trying to take that into to what I'm doing with Zana right now. And um, Sean, I, I'm, I was going to say I'm just like every other entrepreneur, but I'm probably a lot worse. I, I struggle so much with, um, I, like, it's difficult for me to self-promote. Um, I, I'd oh, rather have other people you and talk I are about so, it. Yeah, you and I are so similar. I don't like sales. I don't like promoting myself. It, yeah. yeah I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm a worst. hustler. No. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the anti-hustler, I guess you could say. Yeah, and yet at the same time, I'll, I'll talk to some people and they're like, Sean, does what you do help people? And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And they're like, well, then, then don't be ashamed of telling that and, and, and sharing what you do because it matters. Um. But man, not only do I struggle with that, but just the idea of like ADD or ADHD, whatever it is, like all these ideas, all these new things. And most of the time I'm putting a lot of them on hold. There's still so many mm-hmm. dreams I have that I would like to pursue. Um, but one of the newest ones was uh, being able to start the Innovation and Dentistry podcast um, simply because if there's one thing I'd love to be guilty of, it's helping dental professionals, uh, anyone in the space just really discover the dream that they were meant to pursue and give them permission to pioneer. I want people to have permission to pioneer positive change because I look to the left of me and I look to the right of me, Sean, and I see so many people like yourself that are with me advancing dentistry. Absolutely. And yet I still see, I still see vacancies. I yeah. still see spots where I know Someone is needing to step up and step out. And even now, between the words that we're saying, people in your audience are hearing and they know exactly that dream that they're still wondering, when's the right time? When am I going to be ready? And it's just like having kids. You're never ready. You just jump. You, you, you leap and then you learn. And I love that because for so long, Sean, I am guilty of trying to learn in the boardroom, of trying to be so prepared. Literally, my brother, this is great example. My brother was an amazing athlete. Um, I'm 13 months younger than him. So I just grew up admiring my brother and seeing him succeed in everything he did. So he tried lacrosse for the first time. And simply because he was an athlete, he did awesome. And my dad's like, well, Sean, do you want to, do you want to play lacrosse too? And I knew some of the kids that played lacrosse my age. And I'm thinking, oh, not yet. So what I did is I set up something in the backyard and I practiced and I practiced and three months into it, I ended up losing steam. I stopped practicing and I never tried out lacrosse. But I didn't want to just go in and look like a fool 
I wanted to go in and already be great and be ready. Mm -hmm. And I ended up taking those same, that same bad thinking and those same insecurities into business where in the boardroom, I would prepare and I'd shoot down ideas and those ideas never got to the marketplace. So I never actually learned, was it a bad idea? Was it a good idea? And that's why I tell people, just leap. And in leaping, you will start learning what works. You will start learning what the marketplace says, if they like what you're doing, and you'll adjust if you keep on going. Because failure isn't, um, this didn't work. Failure is, oh, I didn't learn anything. If you don't learn mm -hmm. anything, you're failing. But if you can just learn one thing, you can keep moving forward. Uh, so I don't know if this is my story anymore. I I'm just sharing like, no, um, I, it's, it's awesome, man. And I, I appreciate you sharing like, you know, with, with your mom. I mean, I, I went through similar thing with my dad I mean, my dad got sick and passed away. It was really quick and, uh, it kind of throws your whole world off. Like, but also at the same point, when you love what you do and everybody talks about like workplace, uh, like that rhythm of, you know, work and personal time and, and don't overwork. But I also think when you have your own company or you have a vision sometimes it's a safety net. Like I kind of, like you, I went back into work because I knew that's what my dad would want me to do. He just wanted me to keep on going, you know? And, and when you're building something you love and that you're proud of, I think it's okay. Like, I don't ever feel like I work. I really don't. I mean, I, I do this and I do it for very long hours and I have family members and friends who are like, Hey, you know, we're, it's like 13 hours, like call it a day. Like, let's go, you know, let's go eat or whatever. But to me, I don't ever feel like I'm working. Like I genuinely love what I do every day. And so if you do have that like work-life balance and all those things are important, it's just like anything else. Like it's healthy, but it can get unhealthy. But also when you go through those deep moments, and that's something too, talking to the people we've had on the show so far, experiences they've shared that I had no clue that they went through some of these things. And you would never know by who they are and, and where they are. But they too, like, you know, you just push through, you, you stay true to who you are. It's okay if, if you want to, I don't want to say distract yourself, but if you want to move back into work or you want to push into work, if you're going through a tough time personally and work's kind of your solace. So I love that you shared all that stuff. You and I have such a similar story and just approach. And I feel like the worst entrepreneur in the world too. I don't like sales. I don't like self-promotion. I just want to try to help everybody. Of course, you know, we have to, to keep the lights on and all those kind of things but you and i are so similar it cracks me up <laughs> like it really does you mean beyond the fact that we have the same name well i obviously we spell differently we went through this <laughs> i'll put it in the in the comments to figure out who spells it right my parents i think nailed it but nobody's ever been able to pronounce it right my whole life so i've always gotten s-h-k-u-n that's the one i always get is the u-n at least you are named after Sean Connery. Like, like that. He's like OG. So, in, in that story. sense, who, who am I named after? Sean Mendez? <laughs> well, nobody's had, nobody ever got your name wrong though. I was called Seen or Seon. I mean, substitute teachers were the worst back in the day. Okay, but who and has the last the name that can't be said? <laughs> oh, true. I I have it written down here because I've said it wrong for four years now. So forgive me. I apologize for that. Zayas. Zayas, yeah, yeah, you got it now. Because the phonetic thing helps, or else people are like Zajas, Zayas. I thought it was like Spanish, the the soft J. That's what I thought it was. My mom was 100% Hispanic, so I am 50%. Got it, got it. Well, that then, so I was, I was close. I was phonetically kind of close, a little bit. But man, I appreciate you sharing all that. And as far as like what you're doing with 
the podcast. I think that's awesome too. The stories that you're capturing there. Uh, I'll put links to everything in this episode so people can find your podcast. I'm curious, and I've started to ask people, are there any books that kind of shaped or helped you along the way? Yeah. So if um, this camera was movable and I could move it, um, you would see probably 220 books to my left and to my right. So uh, in my office here, I have a good amount of my books. Um, I am such a fan of Seth Godin. Um, mm -hmm. And specifically one of his that's not as much of a book as it is like, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's it's uh, what to do when it's your turn. And like, the subtext is, and it's always your turn. And basically because he says like 85% of what he writes is simply inspiring other people to do something. 15% is maybe what they don't know. And that's because I think most people actually know that they need to take a step or they know a little bit about where they need to head. So it's not about the practical. It's about the actual just motivation to not worry about the lack of guarantee to not worry about um, the fact that you have to take on risk. Like I say, safety is an illusion anyway. If you stay put and do nothing, it's not like that's super safe. It's actually really, I know, Sean, I'm going to have more regret in my life over the things I didn't try mm -hmm. than the ones that I tried, gave it everything, and somehow failed. I, I don't think that, you know, I'm going to be so proud of those. It's like, I, I tell people all the time, I love Lord of the Rings because I dream about the adventure. <clears throat> and yet I'm almost positive if Gandalf showed up with this crazy story and I had to protect the ring, I'd just be like, I'm staying in the Shire. <laughs> like, you can <laughs> hand that to somebody else because I, I, I like going to the bar. I like, not because I drink, but just the idea of I'm with friends, mm -hmm. uh, we're fellowshipping, we're getting to hang out and it's this safe place. But yet everything in me, Sean, dreams of being part of something bigger, like really being part of an adventure that I can live out. And yet so many times I'm the one that talks myself out of it. So that's why I want my life to be one that can encourage other people to just embrace risk, to live with courage, to live wholehearted, and to just go for the crazy dreams in your heart. Because you'll never really know what you could do in your life if you don't just go for it. Love it. Everybody that is successful has tough days, tough months, tough years. They don't feel like doing this all the time. Entrepreneurship is up and down where you wake up and you're like, man, this is great. I'm the best entrepreneur ever. And you go from, gosh, I'm, this is the worst. I'm going to go broke. What am I doing? And this is within like a 30 minute period. Like it's normal to have those ups and downs. It's normal to feel like you don't know what you're doing. It's normal to fly by the seat of your pants sometimes. It's normal to, take a step and not necessarily know the outcome. I know for me, getting in community with other entrepreneurs was good for my sanity because I felt, re like you said, I felt like the worst entrepreneur on earth. I just appreciate you being so honest and open and, and candid with, with what you've been through. I think it's, it's awesome, man. I really do. I appreciate it. Well, Sean, I appreciate the leadership that you have had in the dental industry for as long as you've been doing it. Um, you know, and just like to honor the fact that there's been struggle you've had to go against and you, you haven't given up. You, you keep on providing massive value to dentistry and it probably would have been easier if you just didn't step up and step out and you just tried to play it safe and play it small, but you, you haven't. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you haven't uh, or else we would never have met. 
Um, and you do bring so much inspiration to so many of the people I know. Um, so thank you so much. Well, I appreciate that very much, man. So what's next? Like, where are you going? What's, what's, what's next for Zana? What's next for the podcast? What's in your, is there, I mean, I know you, there's certain things you may not want to divulge, but with where you've been and where you've gotten to, I know for me personally, ADM is at a point that I never really saw it getting to. And so getting to do, it's kind of like the cherry on top, like this, like doing these podcasts, getting to speak and write and do those kind of things. It's really just appreciation for those things that I never anticipated, but they're really awesome. Um, and I know you're having so much success with everything that you're doing on your side, especially with the podcast too. Like, where are you going? What's what's next for you? Uh, well, with Zana, we have um, a new a new product line, so to speak, that's coming out. Um, that's just beautiful. Like, <laughs> I am really inspired by it, so I really hope it can inspire others. Um, not to mention, we have a new product that's coming out, um, and probably some awesome model enhancements. So, I, I'm excited for dentistry. Um, for that, so that 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 is exciting. In terms of kind of what I'm doing with um, innovation, I really see like a small kind of inner circle emerging um, of people that I can join together with. And I see kind of a blueprint or manual on innovation emerging from that, that I just want to make available to dentistry so that anyone that wants to make that dream come true um, can. And then beyond that, I know it might sound weird, but then it's like, well, if we're already coming together and creating some material to help lead dentistry, there's also a chance that we can create a fund to help fund actual companies that want to start up in dentistry. Um, so I, I, I'm just, I'm all things when it comes to supporting dentists, dental professionals, and people in dentistry, um, just pioneering positive change. And any way I can help, like if someone's in a place right now where they want to take that leap and they're a little nervous or scared, I would love to talk to them because I feel like that that's kind of like my secret sauce is that like uh, encouragement, inspiration and helping with the, a little bit of a blueprint on, on how to do that. So maybe it's a little bit less risky. Um, but yeah, other than that, Sean, I, I see myself in dentistry for a while and um, I just love the people of dentistry. Like I absolutely love the people of dentistry. So if it wasn't for people like Dr. Allison house who originally kept me in dentistry or Dr. Chris Volchek, who've just been such inspirations. Um, I probably would have exited like seven years ago because I wasn't connected to the people. And now the more connected I become to the dentists that are in the trenches, um, to other vendors that are providing value like you, um, and a few other marketing companies, like, I'm sorry, but there's so many, there's just so many good people in dentistry. Like we were just talking about Allison, the Cousier. Um, I'm just thankful for, for, for a lot of the, the people that I've become friends with. They, they really keep me going. So that's awesome. How do people get a hold of you? You know, feel free to drop uh, ways to reach out, websites to visit, uh, how they can get involved if they want to maybe join this group you're putting together for, I guess it'd be like venture, venture capital type investments. Uh, anything that you're ready to share, how do people get in touch with you? Okay. So yeah, for Zana, it's just Sean, S H A W N at myzana.com. Uh, if they want to learn more about Zana, just myzana.com. Um, and people can email me there as well if they don't want to email me at sean at innovationindentistry.com. Awesome. Sean, I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you for doing the show. I'm excited to do your show now that we figured out that today was this show and we're doing your show next. 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're a rock star. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you, Sean. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks, you too.